Once a Nick girl, always a Nick girl. I wish Silk Sonic would adopt me. If Taylor leaves an Easter egg, Swifties will find it. It's time for you to clock into full-time fangirl. Morning shift. Read through update accounts on Twitter like it's the news. Daytime shift. Buy the tickets first, figure out how to get there second. Closing shift. Collect tour merch like it's your job. Are you ready to fangirl to the fullest? With your host, Ashley. Oh my gosh. Hi, everyone. My name is Ashley, and this is the first official episode of the Full-Time Fangirl Podcast. I am kind of freaking out right now because I had this um, podcast bug bite me probably the very beginning of last year, so maybe January or February of 2021, and I just never bit the bullet. I never did it. Um, I don't know if it was a lack of motivation, um, a lack of knowledge around how to properly do a podcast, probably all of the above, and then also um, being still in the midst of a uh, pandemic Lovato that I just didn't ever um, jumpstart it. So my apologies if this first episode is just absolute garbage because I don't really know what I'm doing to be quite frank with you so um for starters I'm someone who takes long pauses while I talk I'm someone who says um uh like all the time to kind of fill the void of the awkward silence so this is very new to me um but anyway just getting right into it I am unsure how I'm going to want to start to kick these off, but for starters, I am happy to give you a little bit of background about me. So I am a 27-year-old fangirl. (laughs) Fangirl to the max. I fangirl about anything and everything that I love. Um, Yes, I am a millennial. Am I millennial or like, what is it when you're in between? millennial and Gen Z. I was born in 95, so does that make me a zillennial? Um, Yeah, so fairly old. I have had my fair share of fangirl experiences that I kind of just wanted to create this safe space, um, a safe space where we can just collectively freak out about the things that we love and freak out about the things that make us happy. Sometimes I feel like there is a stigma around fangirling to an extent where it's seen as like crazy or obsessive. And I fully understand that there are instances where fangirling or just being an obsessed crazed fan with something can be taken to the next level out of context beyond a point where it is safe and fun. But that is not this. That is not who I am. That is not what I want this space to be. I want this to be a very safe space to just kind of freak the hell out about anything that makes us happy. So um, to kind of give a little bit of insight on my experience with the video and audio platform side of things, I have been making YouTube videos since I was probably in seventh or eighth grade. Um, What year was that? 2007? 
2008. So I've been making really <laughs> lame YouTube videos since then. Um, I've had my fair share of YouTube channels where I would make like fan edits and then I kind of drifted away from that and then I um, would just do music stuff and then I kind of dipped my toes into vlogging. So I've tried it all. So I do want to have a video element to this podcast for that reason because I do enjoy being on camera. That's something that I don't mind. So if you are watching this on YouTube, there will be a video to go along with it. If you are just listening on any sort of platform where you can listen to a podcast, I fully appreciate that as well. So um, on the audio side of things, I am a musician on the side. So I have a full-time job. I have a career, um, but I do make music and that is something that is a huge passion and a huge goal of mine. I would love um, to be able to make music more so than I already do, but um, I am an artist, so unsure if I want to tie these things into each other or not, but if you follow me on those separate social media platforms or on Spotify or YouTube, um, that is where you may or may not already be familiar with who I am as a person. If not, totally understand I have like 20 followers. <laughs> so I am like not cool at all. And I get that. Um, anyway, oh my gosh. So I am all decked out in my Harry Styles gear. I have my Harry Styles scented candle burning. Um, if you're watching the video on the front of the table here, my boyfriend got that for me. Was it for our anniversary or my birthday. I think it was for our anniversary, not this past one, but the year before. So I've had this for a while and it's just really getting low. I just never wanted it to run out so I wouldn't burn it as much, but that smells really, really good. Um, the Etsy shop is on the front of it. Let me just spin it around. Candle babes. Candle babes. This smells like Harry Styles. It smells freaking delightful. So that's a great one. And then I also have my Harry Styles. If you hear me swishing around my iced coffee. Um, it is in a Harry Styles themed Starbucks cup. Again, if you're watching um, the video, this is it right here. But for the audio listeners, it has the fine line pose. It has strawberries, watermelons. Um, the Starbucks logo is a treat people with kindness. Little cute moment. There's a sunflower cherries and then it also has my name, Ashley. And I am unsure what Etsy shop this came from. This was a gift, a very recent gift for my birthday in January from a coworker. So that was beautiful. Sorry, that was me setting it down. It was very loud on the microphone. Love that. And then I am wearing a Harry Styles Love on Tour crew neck. It is a, a custom crew neck. I mean, not custom made for me, but there is a company who makes these and I found them on TikTok. I don't remember it off the top of my head. I think it's ethereal cases. I will check the tag though and I'll leave it in the description of the video um, box. But this is what this podcast episode is going to be about. So this crew neck, <laughs> imagine I make a whole podcast episode about a crew neck. No, um, it is about this love on tour show. So I went to Mohegan Sun and night one and I freaking love this crew neck. So um, again, for the sake of the audio listeners, I'm going to describe it to you in vivid detail. Here we go. So um, part of the show for like a split second of one of the songs, he threw on a banana hat. So um, 
the crew neck has a oh i need to remember to not smack my lips ew sorry um the crew neck has him dancing in a banana hat and with the little bunnies flying around and it says love on tour it's so cute and it's really really comfy um i got a medium i sized up i like them a little bit oversized so that's great so got the harry styles gear going today but this episode i figured i would kick it off since it is still february we are on the tail end of february so it is harry styles birthday month and i understand that hs3 has been kind of sprinkled across my twitter timeline so i figured no better time than the present to kick this off with a harry styles episode and get right into it so i wanted to share a story and the story is that um my journey of getting to love on tour because oh my god was it a doozy it was so it was difficult to say the least so I figured a lot of people could probably relate to this because I think getting love on tour tickets was um do I want to say nightmare like is that harsh it was an adventure it was an excursion it was something that I was not prepared for um I I mean I was prepared I I thought I'd be cut out for it but I'm just simply not so um yes this is the journey of how I got to go to love on tour so to start off I originally purchased tickets to Madison Square Garden um the show that I would have gone to was originally I think the second So he had three shows originally scheduled pre-COVID for July of 2020. Was it 2020? I don't know. The last two years are a blur. Anyway, I would have gone to that second date. So I had the tickets. um, Three of us were going. And then obviously COVID hit and the dates got pushed to October um, still, I was like, okay, I love Halloween. October is like my favorite month. Harryween had been announced at this point and I did not have tickets, but I was like, you know what? If I'm seeing him in October anyway, I'm not gonna like die. I mean, maybe I would die if I didn't get to go to Harryween and I didn't, spoiler alert. So whatever. I live to tell the tale, unfortunately, but I was okay with keeping that date. And then, um, circumstances just kind of arose I ended up moving um so I am much farther from the garden now than I was and I I didn't realize I'd be moving I didn't realize where I'd be moving to um so although it was still tangible to get to the garden it's just something that didn't pan out and I was very much okay with selling those tickets if I knew I could still go to a different date that was a little bit Um, more convenient to get to and I had already seen Harry at the garden the first go around um, for live on tour so that's a whole other story because I went by myself for that one so that was a freaking adventure and a half as well but that's besides the point so um, I knew I would be okay with selling those tickets um, especially knowing that they were in such high demand since it was a sold-out show I knew I could sell them and I would like to say I did not rip anyone off I probably could have gotten a lot more for those tickets than I did um but I really just knew that I needed them gone. I wasn't going to go anymore. So I sold those with no additional tickets in hand, fully blindly being like, you know what? It's fine. I'll get tickets. 
I'll be able to go. I've never like not missed a concert. I've never just blatantly didn't go to a concert. Um, so I fully had it in my brain that I was going to be going and uh, call that manifesting. I don't know. I just think I'm delusional sometimes. So, um, and I'm not good at manifesting. I've tried and that will come into play as well. So I ended up selling the tickets and then I figured that Mohegan Sun was probably my ideal backup plan because I had been to Mohegan Sun before. I saw Nick Jonas and Demi Lovato at Mohegan Sun when they did the Future Now tour. So I've already been to the venue. I know the ins and outs of that venue. I knew that it would be okay to get to. Um, I knew I liked the venue. It's very small for those of you who haven't been. Um, it was, I think it was the smallest venue he did throughout the entire tour. So although it's still like an arena per se, it is much smaller than the garden. So any seat is a good seat. Even if you're in the nosebleeds, it's a great seat. So I was very okay with going to that one. So I knew of someone who um, what had pit for the first night. I actually think she had pit for both nights. Did she have pit for both nights? I don't know. I knew she was going to be at the first show. So I was like, okay, someone I know is going to go there. Like, I'll try to go to that one. Um, tickets were effing out outrageous outrageous I fully understood that that show was already sold out because tickets were previously sold in freaking 2019 so this is 2021 at this point and I knew I was fighting an uphill battle but my god I did not expect tickets to be like $600 a piece you know for just like any view <laughs> at all and I'm like all right listen I love this man I do I do really want to support him um but justifying several hundreds of dollars for a you know two-hour event was just a little bit out of my realm um I need to like move I'm like losing feeling in my legs oh my gosh okay I'm sitting on the floor because it's just my apartment is not super big Oh my god. Okay, I'm also going to take a little sippy sip of the iced coffee. <laughs> Ew. People are probably like, shut up. Okay. Could you hear that gulp? Sorry if you could. Moving swiftly along. So I was keeping an eye on prices and I was keeping... Oh my god, I look uncomfortable in the video. I, I am. I have long legs. They're going numb. I knew it was just going to be an, uh, an uphill battle getting to this show. So um, what I ended up doing was I just kept refreshing my rotation of, <laughs> of like ticket sites. Um, I would check Vivid, Se Vivid Seats, sorry, Vivid Seats, StubHub, SeatGeek. Obviously Ticketmaster was a lost cause, but for, you know, the heck of it, I would still check there too because sometimes they will release spontaneous little tickets here and there. Um, and that was my rotation of ticket sites that I would find. Um, so it was a few weeks out. And at this point, I was kind of getting upset. I was getting really, really sad that I just didn't have tickets. And I decided to try manifesting. And I've never manifested, like actually manifested, like practiced it and put it in, in into any sort of effort. Um, so I ended up journaling. That's what I did. I wrote it out. And I think I wrote, um, 
I think you have to say it and please take this with a grain of salt because I am zero, zero percent an expert on manifesting, but I think you have to say it as if it already belongs to you. So I said like, I have three tickets to Mohegan Sun, like blah, 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 however I worded it. I'm so excited to go to this concert that I have tickets to. And I would write that down every day and I would say it aloud to myself every day. And then I would immediately get discouraged by looking online and being like, oh, $500 for one solo ticket. So um, mind you, I had already taken the time off work, like fully was like, I am going. 100% I was mentally there like there was no shot that I was not going I just had to get tickets somehow so I ended up leaving where I live to go down to my parents because my parents where they're located is just closer to this venue um, just by a little so I ended up going to my parents and staying there and my mom um was coming with me so um i had three tickets previously for msg and then um one person dropped out so i was like okay i'm just gonna go like with my mom so my mom ended up coming with me shout out to you she loved it spoiler alert but i get to the house and we just don't have tickets and i had like a half day at work the first day and then i ended up taking the next day off so i was like working and it was the morning of the morning of the show and we did not have tickets the night before we kind of looked around and they were dropping like they were maybe three hundred dollars a pop 275 um and that i was kind of like all right we need to pull the trigger if it drops below 300 because with fees it's going to be over 300 of course but any seat we can find and we didn't even really care if we were like sitting together at this point we were like we're we're mentally there so we just need to get the tickets i don't care where we are and i was working and she would just keep coming into the room being like i i put these in my car i found these and they're in my car and i'm like okay what are you waiting for just buy them why are you asking me oh my god i'm like just please 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 i'm like freaking out like buy them buy them i don't care and she's like okay 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 so she's typing in her credit card info and you know refreshing the page and hitting checkout and then of course every time it's like oops someone beat you to them oops they're no longer available oops sorry error oops sorry can't refresh the page and we were just like no 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 so at this point it's just like the suspense has built up and we are like oh my god we want to go so badly we're like i'm gonna be distraught at this point if i can't go because i am just like you know I've been looking forward to it. I've been speaking it into existence. I've made the plans. I've made the travel plans. I have the time off work. Like we have a hotel booked as well. So we literally have a hotel we have to check into, which is why I took a half day. So I'm working and then at one o'clock comes, I clock out of work. Ow, I literally just hit myself in the headphones. I clock out of work. I'm like, all right, let's get on the freaking road. So my mom is driving to the hotel. We don't have tickets in hand, nothing. We're, this is just blindly going into like a disastrous situation if you ask me. So we are driving to the hotel and then I'm like refreshing, like I said, the three Vivid Seats, StubHub, SeatGeek. I'm refreshing them like obsessively, obsessively. Coffee break, one second. 
I needed that. I needed that. I, I, I felt myself getting worked up. Anyway, so we are on the highway and I ended up just sticking with SeatGeek, I think. I have purchased from SeatGeek in the past and I still don't really have bad things to say about SeatGeek. I don't want to burn any bridges, okay? SeatGeek, I have had many successes with you. Many. Um, so thank you. But I found two tickets and they were upper level, um, like on the side of the stage where he, I think, does cherry um and that whole part of the set list um the cherry side of things <laughs> so the seats would have been over there and i can't remember what they were they were probably like 250 ish maybe 250 each and i was like holy mackerel get these in the gd cart now put them in the cart go to checkout purchase complete done bottom they're mine i'm freaking out i'm like oh my god i just bought these tickets like without even consulting anybody um so i mean i obviously told my mom as she's sitting right next to me but i'm like you know what too late already pushed purchase bought them um SeatGeek was like look out for an email or a text or a notification from the app when the tickets are available up to five minutes so i wait the five minutes go into my email and I do have the message from SeatGeek that was like purchase complete and then I have another email from SeatGeek. <laughs> this is where it gets bad. I have a message from SeatGeek being like, sorry, nope, can't deliver these tickets to ya. So I don't know if it was a matter of I bought the tickets and they immediately realized they were fake or like I was about to get scammed and there were no such tickets to be delivered to me or if it was one of those instances where I purchased them at the exact same time as someone else and it was a split purchase and so they beat me by a hair and now they have the tickets. Like, I don't know. So SeatGeek was like, um, expect a refund like to your card within a few business days or whatever the refund policy was. But I was like, um, okay, that's like $600. <laughs> so I'm like, I need it now, thank you. Um, but it just so happens that my card was never like actually charged. I can see my camera's about to, I just said, I can see my camera's about to die or not die, but it overheats and like stops recording. And as I was saying that it stopped recording. So I had to take a two second intermission there. Anyway, so um, I found out that the money wasn't actually deducted from my card. So I was never actually charged. So that was all fine and dandy because now I'm like, okay, I'm not like down $600 and about to be down another $600 when I rebuy some tickets. Um, so what had happened was I ended up then going back to StubHub because I was like, well, F this, clearly this is unreliable. Tried to get tickets from StubHub, put some in my cart again. Um, purchase was like denied. I think someone snagged them from me split seconds before I could hit purchase. So then I went back to SeatGeek and then I looked at SeatGeek and I found that there were tickets that were slightly more expensive. Um, I'm not gonna, oh my God, what is that noise? I feel like something just like, was that the heater? Did you hear that? I don't know what that was. Anyway, um, I'm not gonna say what I spent. <laughs> I'm not proud of it, not proud of it, but it needed to be done at this point. I mean, we were, we were probably 30 minutes from the hotel, so, if any time 
needed like it the the time was now like I, I needed to buy these tickets so anyway I found tickets that were um a little bit lower like so the tickets that I originally had quote-unquote purchased from SeatGeek were the highest section up um so you would kind of be looking like straight down at the stage which is again totally fine if you've ever been a Mohegan Sun like that's it's really not that bad um but me being spoiled and me being used to not being in the nosebleeds as much anymore I listen I treat myself when it comes to concerts okay i I've paid my dues sitting in the... I sat in the dead last row for Justin Bieber at Madison Square Garden straight back. Like, not dead last row. Dead last section straight back. Like, I've I've seen concerts from an ant's perspective. Like, I've, I've paid my dues. So, I found the tickets that I ended up purchasing. And they, the seats that I had were phenomenal. I was so happy with them. Um, I was kind of between two microphone placements. So if you're not familiar with how the Love on Tour stage was, he had a circular stage dead center and then two catwalks spouting out of either side, but he had four microphone placements, um, surrounding the stage. So, uh, what I, where I was, was I was two, if you are looking like when he comes out and does the opening song head on and if you're looking at him head on when he comes out and does the opener i was to the left slightly so i was slightly to the left out of the first catwalk um but not so much so where i was completely side stage i was at a nice little angle it was really great so i ended up getting those tickets um put them in my cart bought them purchase went through the five minutes passed I have the email from SeatGeek saying that the 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 tickets are mine and I then go to the app or no there was a, a link in the email clicked that to claim the tickets it redirected me um I have both the SeatGeek app and the ticket Ticketmaster app oh my god <laughs> I need a coffee break I can't talk I have both of the apps on my phone so once I click the link it rerouted me through the app um, and I end up getting directed to Ticketmaster and I'm trying to claim the tickets and it's just the spinning wheel of death, you know, sites not loading, whatever, whatever. I'm claiming, trying to claim the tickets, the transfer, and then, oops, nothing to see here. Like I literally get an error message that's like, oops, sorry, there's nothing. Like, I, and I'm like, oh oh no because this is an instance where i was charged money was charged on my card i am now being redirected to the site where i need to grab the tickets and the site itself is like got nothing for you girl what tickets did you think you had there's nothing here at this point i'm freaking out freaking out freaking out because I had such an emotional roller coaster where I was like I had tickets to this tour for two years oops had to sell the tickets I'm gonna get these tickets oops prices are so high it's okay I'm still gonna take off work and get a hotel I'm manifesting that I'm going there oops 
anytime you put tickets in your cart, they get snatched from you. Oops, you bought tickets? Just kidding. Someone beat you to it, girl. And then now I actually have these tickets and we're 20 minutes away from the hotel where I'm going to get ready to go see, you know, the love of my life. Sorry to my boyfriend. My boyfriend's the love of my life. This is a hypothetical love of my life. He knows that. That's besides the point. Anyway, so... I, the, the emotions. I, I and I'm texting people. I got the tickets. I got the tickets. I got the tickets. Cause my boss knows the the deal. My boss is so cool. So I'm like telling him the deal, and then I'm like telling my sister. I'm like, oh my god, I got the tickets. Oh my god. And then I'm like, no, I don't have them. I, I I'm I freaked out. I freaked out. Immediately call SeatGeek for support, and I'm on hold for 15 minutes, and I'm trying to claim the tickets through the app through the email, through the web page itself on my Safari browser. Nothing's working. I put my phone down as I'm on hold to be rerouted to a customer service rep. And because I they ask you, it's like, is it urgent? Like, are your tickets, is the date within the next 48 hours? I was like, bitch, it's in an hour. Like, not really an hour, but I was like, it's now. So yes, please someone talk to me. And then what had happened was my mom had this genius idea. Literally, thank God for her brain because I was disheveled, disheveled. And she was like, just try one more time, Ash. Just try one more time. The logic, the logic is sound. It's beautiful. It is chef's kiss. Me, not thinking logically, doesn't give a crap. So I'm like, oh yeah, okay, mom, I'll just try one more time and they're magically gonna end up in my freaking Apple wallet. Yeah, okay. I try one more time. Boom, they're there. They're in my Ticketmaster account. And I'm like, oh my fucking God. Oh my freaking God. I don't know if I'm allowed to swear. So I like immediately transfer them to my Apple wallet. And thank God I did because once I like, and then I obviously hung up with SeatGeek support, but then once I opened up the Ticketmaster page once again to just really confirm that they were there, my Ticketmaster account got booted. I got logged out of my Ticketmaster account. And then every time I tried to log in, it was like, sorry, we don't recognize you. Sorry, you are an absolute imposter. And I was like, okay, my Ticketmaster account may be hacked right now, but thank God these tickets are in my Apple wallet. (laughs) So we end up, you know, getting there, getting ready. We're having a grand old time. We get to the venue, take some photos. And then um, the moment of truth is when the tickets need to be scanned. And oh my God, am I holding my freaking breath. And the tickets scan, thank God. We walk in and we were a lot closer than I thought we would be. Um, I just didn't really remember how small it was until I was there. And then obviously with the stage being dead center in the floor, it was like so helpful to feeling closer. So we ended up having really great seats and it was really great. But the thing that I felt was kind of unfortunate about it in a way was that I could never mentally grasp the fact that I was actually going to be there and that I was actually there. So I, you know, I buy concert tickets months in advance, years in advance sometimes. And I have all that time to mentally come to terms with the fact that, like, I'm about to witness someone who I really admire and love. I had no time. No time to process. So I think that was, like, the only unfortunate part was I just couldn't appreciate being there as much as I had hoped because of the fact that it was so stressful. And I remember the moment that he did Woman and he was... Um, 
almost directly in front of our section. And I looked at him and I looked at my mom and I looked at him again and I was like, he is standing right there. And she was just kind of like, did it hit you yet? And I was like, yes. And I immediately got goosebumps. So it was about like halfway through the set where I was kind of like, oh my God, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. And then I could kind of get into it. And it was the best time. My mom had never seen Harry Styles before. That's a lie. She saw One Direction with me um, at the Today Show years ago in 2012. So, um, and that was like a a whole other experience that I can definitely get into one time. But um, I had seen Harry by myself the first tour. So she had never like seen him solo. And she is someone who uh, I have a lot of concert history with. Like my mom has taken me to a lot, a lot, a lot of concerts. And she's someone who um, kind of put the concert bug in, in my life. And, you know, so that is something that is just special that we do. And I was really glad that she got to go. And, um, like, for example, she takes me to a lot of Jonas Brothers shows, like she has growing up. So, um, she has this love for the Jonas Brothers just because of like my sister and I going all the time. And I asked her, I was like, so who do you like seeing live more now? Like, the Jonas Brothers or Harry Styles and of course she's like well the Jonas Brothers because like you know that's like special thing that like we do and blah 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 and then two days later two or three days later randomly I'm back at my apartment at this point like we've parted ways she just texts me and she was like no I like seeing Harry Styles more <laughs> and I was like very very delayed reaction but I appreciate the honesty so it was great like it ended up being so fun um, I felt that the venue was, you know, obviously very responsible and everything. Like, it didn't feel scary and it was great. So, I really liked it. Um, I really liked it. I'm really downplaying it. I absolutely was um, an emotional basket case. So, that is my story of getting tickets to Love on Tour. And I know I rambled. I'm sorry about that. I'll get better. I just, I don't know. I just wanted to feel like I'm talking to a friend. And if you can relate, like, oh oh my God, I feel like so many people can relate to the um, (laughs) disaster of trying to purchase tickets. Listen, this man, he needs to do stadiums. He needs to. He's there. He's there. Um, I know he's doing Wembley, which is iconic, obviously, because like what? There's just, you can count on two hands how many people have sold out Wembley as a solo artist, like Michael Jackson being one of them. So, you know, it's just insane. So um, I fully expect a MetLife Stadium date (laughs) next go around. And I figured like this is just perfect timing to kind of jumpstart into the podcast because I have more Harry Styles content to talk about. Um, I am so unbelievably on the edge of my seat for HS3 to come about and come to fruition and I I'm just I could ramble about him for so long as you can tell so I hope that this was like enjoyable if it wasn't please don't tell me I'm fragile (laughs) I'm fragile I can't I can take constructive criticism but if you're like uh, ew (laughs) bitch shut up I'll never do this again um so one thing that I want to do at the end of every podcast 
is, you know, as an independent artist myself and as someone who understands how difficult it is to get your name out, I would love to spotlight an independent or not even an independent artist, just like an undercover, underground, undiscovered artist. Um, let me find, hold on. My TikTok might play. I have to pull up TikTok. So I'm going to lower my volume on my phone so it doesn't play in the microphone. Oh, thank God it was paused. All right. So there is an artist that I would love to talk about. Um, I don't know if I need permission to talk about people like this. So my, my sincerest apologies if I'm not allowed to include this stuff. And just let me know and I, I won't next time. But um, I would love to talk about this girl because... So her name is Andy. And I follow her on TikTok, and her TikTok is Andy Mitchell with a bunch of L's. Four L's, to be exact. Andy, A-N-D-I. And I found her probably a year ago at this point, because I think I recorded a podcast episode um, as a practice last March, and I know for a fact I talked about her. So um, yeah, I've been following her for about a year, and she at this point has 939 thousand point nine followers so she's very close to a million followers um and let me see she has a lot of unreleased stuff I think that she is just someone who has it she has it I think the songs that she writes are so freaking catchy they are like and this is not an insult by any means they are like mainstream pop vibes like I get very much Ariana, Miley, um, yeah, that route of pop, that radio pop, oh, it's just so good, it's so good, it's like, you know, teen, not teeny bopper, that sounds bad, but like, I mean, she's 19, so it, it is what it is, she's so good, she's so talented, so again, her TikTok is Andy Mitchell, Andy with an I. Mitchell has four L's. She's so, so, so good. Um, the first song that I ever heard of hers was this song called Blew It. And then actually, months and months and months later, I was in like a little breakfast shop um, at a place in, in New York. And, um, you know, at the time, I don't think I had moved farther away. So yeah, so that, that lines up. Yes. Okay. So I was in this like breakfast shop and they were playing her. Like, on the loudspeaker, I was like, oh my god. I felt like a proud mom. I was like, I literally said to my friend, I was like, I follow this girl on TikTok. Oh my god, I follow her on TikTok. She's really, really good. So I definitely wanted to shine a little light on her. I think she deserves all of the following and success that has come her way so far. I think she deserves so much more. She's so great. Um, seems like a very fun, carefree, genuine person as well. So I just really, like, connect with her overall vibe. So, yeah. Oh my god. Is this the end of the episode? I'm like sad. I don't want it to end. Um, well, thank you all so much for listening and listening to me ramble. If I talked really fast, I'm going to listen back to this and cringe. Editing this is going to be brutal, I think. <laughs> so yeah, this is um, my first go around at this. Be gentle. Treat people with kindness, please. But thank you so much for listening. I had so much fun. What should I talk about next? I want to have guests. Oh my God. Does anyone want to be on this? 
message me, please. Um, otherwise, I hope you have a great day, great rest of your week, um, whenever and wherever you are listening or watching this. I love you. Thank you so much for sticking around. Your support means the world to me as I kickstart this journey. And I will see you and talk to you next time. Bye.